Hello and welcome to the Intuitive Heart Healing Podcast. My name is Valerie McLaughlin and I am your host for today's podcast. I created this podcast to share experience, tools, wisdom, teachings with all of you to help you along with your healing journey. And today I have a very special guest coming back, Ursula Duffy, astrologer and aromatherapist, to talk to you about how to navigate the energies of the universe, especially with some of the energies that are coming through now with the eclipse season, which we are partly through, and Mars, who has entered retrograde on Sunday, October 30th, 2022, and what you can expect. And we each share our experiences of navigating through the eclipse because not every person is the same. It depends a lot on your natal chart and where things are aligned up. So we share our experiences about what we're going through to help give you an idea. Remember all these tools, wisdom, and knowledge, and shared journeys are here to help empower you through your own healing journey. So sit back, relax, and welcome Ursula Duffy to the show. Hello, Ursula. How are you doing today? I am rolling with the punches, Val. How about you? (laughs) Oh, you know, (laughs) just letting whatever like happens happen and then like be with it. It's it's been a couple, well, it's been an interesting like few months, but this last few weeks have been really interesting. Same here. (laughs) Yeah. Last week's uh, eclipse really, uh, didn't take me by surprise. That's not the word, but um, I was just very happy that I had time to be with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything that's been going on, which I know we'll get into and talk about, um, isn't surprising to me either, but sometimes when it's just like extra with eclipse seasons and the chaos that comes along with them, just kind of taking a step back. And like you said, being with yourself is really helpful. Um, I have been in like defense and reactive mode with everything that's been happening with me. So I haven't really had a chance to just sit and be with myself. So I'm looking forward to hopefully doing that maybe one day this week. Yeah. You know, I, you know how things just kind of happen and are aligned and sometimes you don't think about it. And that was like what happened with me when I ended my employment with my, with my current job that I just had, it ended on Friday before the eclipse. And like, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't like a thought in my mind. I was just like, okay, this date works good. And then when it all came, I was like, oh my God, thank God. Yeah. That was a big culmination for you. Yeah, it's a big closing out, mm-hmm. really big closing out, um, not just of this time, but my time with them before. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that. 
is, uh, yeah, all coming together. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to just like give everyone some dates and information to start and then we can kind of talk about what we're experiencing. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So we are right smack in the middle of this eclipse season. We are right smack in the middle of actually the kind of portal between eclipses. Our first one was last week on Tuesday, and that was a partial solar in Scorpio. So just for our own charts, first house for you, seventh house for me. Mm -hmm. Since our charts are like mirrors, I'm a Taurus rising, you're a Scorpio rising. And then next Tuesday is a total lunar in Taurus on Tuesday the 8th. So we are right dab smack in the middle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But the seasons kind of start a little bit before on either side of the two actual eclipses with the lunation that comes first. So with the Aries full moon on October 8th, I think it was, is when the season kind of started. And like all of October has just been complete chaos for me in my life. (laughs) It's been wild. So what you said about the job makes sense because that kind of brings in when we're talking about the eclipses, we kind of look at what we have in our own charts. And for both of us, it's our first house, seventh house, and then squaring our 10th house and our fourth house. So that brings in home and work as well. So I'm, I'm seeing that on my side as well. Yeah. 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 And my home is kind of up in the air right now. So yeah. And um, what we experienced on um, I probably October 1st through the 5th was the remnants of Hurricane Ian came through South Jersey. And we had like leaks upon leaks, indoor rain, just like total chaos at home. So interesting that that kind of aligned with the timing just before that full moon and leading into eclipse season actually kind of started a little bit sooner on my end with yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah, mine was, that was, I guess, right before the, is, I was kind of like in the halfway point of when I gave notice. And then on the, um, on the full moon, I went out to San Diego, just trying to figure out, you know, what, where, where, what I want to do when that job kind of is complete. Mm-hmm. I do know one thing, I'm not moving back to South Jersey. <laughs> I know I'm very sad about that, but I understand. <laughs> um, and I am very happy and content to stay in Vegas as long as my journey keeps me here. Yeah. We'll see what yeah. happens. We will certainly see what happens. So, I mean, this is how the energies work. They, the eclipses happen and sometimes they bring, you know, an influx of just chaotic change and just things that happen. And it's just like, whoa, what the hell is happening? But they like come in and kind of push us and guide us and like actually eclipse things out of our lives. So with (laughs) you, it was your job that finally, you know, so did that cycle for you with the place where you were working begin in the early 2000s by any chance? Um, well, I, I started originally with the the place the first time around in 2004, and I left there originally in 2017. Then I went back in April of 2021, and then I just completed the cycle in October 20, October 21st, 2022. Wow. Yeah. So the reason I asked that is because when we have eclipses, they happen 
when the sun gets close to one of the nodes of the moon. And I think we've talked about the nodes of the moon before in previous mm-hmm. episodes, but just to recap for everybody, they are invisible points in the sky. We can't see them. They're known as shadow planets and they represent the intersection points of the orbits of the sun and the moon. So whenever the sun gets close to one of the nodes, the sun and the moon line up on the same like plane, which is why one eclipses the other. Mm-hmm. And that generally happens twice a year. The last time the nodes were in Taurus and Scorpio, like they are now, was roughly 18 years ago. So we see a lot of things repeating from the time of things that we've experienced during the time 18 years ago because the themes repeat. And that's how they work. They just bring the, some of the things can resurface. If my math is right, that's 2004. I believe so, yeah. And I started that job in November november 17th so they approached me at the end of october so that's scorpio season yeah <laughs> that's oh probably some kind of solar eclipse <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. isn't it it's interesting. it is really funny yeah it's just like these cycles upon cycles upon cycles yeah so. that makes so much sense mm-hmm. that i'm closing it out now too yeah yeah that makes sense and you know, it's just like, especially right now with the way that they're happening with other planets and things, it's bringing up a lot in our relationships. It's bringing up a lot in our mindset. It's bringing up a lot. So the one that happened last week was a South node eclipse and we were, the South node's like a release point. Mm-hmm. So it's like releasing old, out, outdated behavior patterns, releasing emotions. A lot of that comes along with Scorpio in general. It's just, you know, the shadowy deep, what lies beneath the surface. So anything that's coming up and bubbling up, especially maybe even tied back to that time, it's, you know, coming up for a reason. I don't know if we have like enough time to talk about everything that I went through. <laughs> well, As that I would be said- your first house. So it's all about you. As I sit sit here and sip my Scorpio tea, I figured it was like perfect uh, timing, but it was, it, it was a big release um, in that aspect. And then um, a lot of things resurfaced for me to kind of go through, which we'll get, we'll get into, we'll, we'll get through the dates part first. Yeah. So that was the first one was October 25th. That was last Tuesday. And then, like I said, the next one is next Tuesday on November 8th. And that'll be a total lunar eclipse in Taurus. And that's a North Node eclipse. So that's the energy that's pulling us forward into something new. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of our path forward in life, fielding new territory, getting out of our comfort zone. This one is extremely intense energetically with, we have the planet Uranus involved, with which brings chaos and change. Like Uranus is present throughout this whole cycle anyway. And it's really close to the North Node right now. So we'll have the Moon, Uranus, North Node all together for this eclipse. And it's activating these other squares that we've kind of been through, like underlying themes, um, kind of like all last year. This only happens every you know, so many decades. Saturn square Uranus, which is outdated behavior patterns and comfort zone versus moving forward, Saturn versus Uranus. And then the other thing that we have going on concurrently this time around, which started on Sunday, is the Mars retrograde. Hmm. So we have Mars retrograde and eclipse season concurrent, which is adding to the extra. <laughs> we love to talk about the Mars retrograde. I went yeah. back to the 
my old episodes because I was looking for something and I was like, oh, we've already talked about it, but it's like, it always seems that it comes up in an important time and really is impactful. And I don't, I don't know, people talk about other Richard Reeds a little bit more and you don't necessarily hear about Mars and it is very influential in your, in your life. It is. It is. It's just interesting too, just like the synchronicities and things that happen because it's retrograde in the sign of Gemini, which relates to new ideas and communication to a great extent. And then it went retrograde on Sunday. And then just yesterday, AT&T and T-Mobile have these huge cell service outages. It's just like uncanny how the timing of it works. Um, And I got a funny story to talk about about Sunday as well. Mm. Because yeah. it's, it's highlighting my Gemini, which is where my son is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my Mercury's <laughs> in Gemini. Mm-hmm. Wait, what else is in And Gemini? your South Node, I believe. <laughs> yep. So it's very intimate how these things influence our own charts personally, like all aside from the collective experience of everything too. Mm-hmm which I guess we could talk about a little bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because we have like a mirror effect happening too. Like these are happening in the same houses of our charts, but in opposite directions kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because when we were talking, when we first got together, we did my chart. Um, I didn't know a lot about Scorpio. There's only like we're always influenced by the people that are around us and the people around us that have these signs. And there is really uh, no Scorpios that I know of in my life that I was like really aware of at at the time, uh, except for when I came across my friend Todd and his parents were both Scorpios. And it was Mm. like very like intense and like, you know, back and forth, like they take a job, you know. Um, And so I always had this like, uh, opinion of my view of what Scorpio is and I'm like oh mm-hmm. Scorpio is my first house like it was like uh but and then it's also one of those signs just kind of like Gemini where people are like oh you're Gemini uh, and it happened to me recently somebody uh somebody said to somebody else who was a Gemini is like oh you're two-faced and I was like stereotypes and then I came across somebody else who I've been talking to and She's like, are you a real Gemini or a fake Gemini? The hell does that mean? <laughs> I love that face. <laughs> so um, she's come across like three Geminis in her, well, more than that, but like three important Geminis in her life. And two of them are very um, back and forth. Like, and they're very like, um, I, I want to, like it's got to be their way and you know one minute they'll could be all nice and the next minute they're like lashing out mm-hmm. and they're they're both kind of like this and then she has this other person that's a gemini that is like totally opposite and uh very like want to talk things through and kind of like level-headed and uh sweet and things like that and so that's why she was like well which gemini are you <laughs> And I said, well, first of all, there's more that goes into it than just that. And I said, mm-hmm. just so off the bat, like, there's a lot more that goes with that. I said, but uh, 
Geminis really get a bad rap. And I feel like Scorpios kind of get bad rap. And um, I want to say like Sagittarius sometimes get a bad rap too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always explain like every sign has different parts of it. Like there's duality in the signs. Absolutely. And so like, you know, for most Geminis, depending on what Oscar they we don't like to do our our emotions like our emotions come up for us and sometimes it's attack and sometimes it's like turn away so it like depends and uh so it was really interesting so I'd like to like hear a little bit of your intake on on that yeah well Gemini does represent duality in its core in the energy of the sign because it's the twins but then the other thing too to speak to the stereotypes is we're just talking about someone's sun sign you're not looking at the whole picture yeah so you could have a gemini that's like the first example that you gave and that could be like maybe their sun's in their first house and that's just how they show up in the world in general it's just like super gemini energy and then the other one the sun could be somewhere in a more hidden part of the chart so what they're showing is their rising sign which could be something more like a Libra that's, you know, a little bit more calm and diplomatic and that kind of thing. So it all depends. It all depends on what planet's where, what house it's in, what sign, how much energy you have in one specific sign. And I do like, because of this pop astrology with sun signs, it does always just get correlated to just that, but there's just so much more. So that's like, I always want to try and expand people's view is it's not just the sun, you're your whole chart and it all works together. And how you show up is really related very much to your first house and your rising sun. So I, I pulled up her friend's chart, like you showed me how to do, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, with the whole signs, she's got four planets in Gemini and house number seven. <laughs> that's the one she calls the fake Gemini. Well, that's, and that's where we project from too. Yeah. So a lot of that, like, especially like you said, like it's an air sign. So it's a more mental sign, not necessarily, getting into the emotional part of things first and more you know communicative mm-hmm. and reactive but if you have something there that's like mars per se yeah then you you can throw that energy out at people <laughs> like we're talking about now with the retrograde it's in gemini yeah. so you have to be kind of careful with our communication and expression because mars is the planet that can relate to our drive and our will our sense of courage and like our soul all of the stuff that relates kind of to your solar plexus but also projection for sure, anger, aggression. So when the planet gets really close, we have to be really careful and kind of like pausing for a moment before we react, making sure that we're responding. Like you said, taking some time to just process things because it's at a standstill now. Mm -hmm. So we're not moving forward as far as our Mars energy goes. We're just kind of sitting in it and it's, it's asking us to sit in it for a reason yeah yeah and the the mars retrograde like you said it's not as common it only happens every couple of years and it's for two months so we've got two months of this starting sunday into the middle of january so it's going to be very interesting just think like it relates to communication and information so i'm very curious especially with this eclipse coming up next week to kind of see how it's all going to play out collectively very interesting times (laughs) so any other important dates we get going on um i could say pretty much just like the peak of the retrograde will be in early december with the full moon in gemini that's kind of like the midpoint 
but it's that full moon is going to add a lot of intensity to it. So we have the, you know, concurrent right now, eclipse season will be over with, I think that full moon or no, the new moon in Sagittarius two weeks after next week's eclipse. So we'll kind of be out of eclipse season at that point, but we'll still have the Mars retrograde going on. So everything we just said kind of continues and then just like processing everything that's been happening during eclipse season. Cause a lot of times things just happen and you like, like for me, I haven't really had a time to sit with it. Cause I'm just like, there's constant, like this one thing after another that just keeps happening. So mm-hmm. on the other side of that will probably be a good time to just sort of do some maybe journaling or however you process things. Um, anything related to Gemini energy, talking it out, writing it down that kind of thing but as far as dates go um what we're in right now um I pretty much covered them yeah Yeah. journaling has been huge for me I've never been a huge Mm -hmm. journal like I would do it here and there but I've been committed like every day to journaling um I actually create created my own oh I love it yeah yeah so I was like oh I really like this I was like okay I'd rather be in that energy. So this one is all about love because it's beautiful, um, which is what's been a lot showing up lately. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, constant. That's my constant message and what, you know, put that out there, that my Leo energy there, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. So, um, yeah, but journaling has been helping me quite a lot. Yeah, it's a really helpful way to process things. And sometimes you, like, I sit down and I don't even know what I'm going to journal out, but I'm like, I'm committed every day. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and then I'm like, okay. And then a question pops up and then it just like starts going or whatever it turns in. And that that's like, it's a big thing. Like whatever, whatever it turns into, you just allow it to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and if you're not like the, you know, writing type, you could always just talk into your voice recorder on your phone, or there's other ways to journal than just than writing things down just for anybody listening that, you know, could use another tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sometimes I do talk it out. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's out of my head, but yeah. Uh, I mean, my podcast helps me to have it too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep (laughs) get the energy moving that's the most important thing especially with mars Mm -hmm. yeah get the emoting yeah it's so last week when the beginning of the week when the eclipse was happening um my body felt like super heavy like i was walking around with weights on me yeah and not sleeping a lot, like getting up like super early, like eat, you know, I don't, I'm not an early person. I've been getting up like super early, um, like four or five o'clock in the morning early. Mm. Um, and then I had two people mention to me about going to the gym. So I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. So I had all this energy and like was helping, um, until like my back went out yesterday. So I was like, my whole plan was like to go to gym and it's like, nope you sit here and be in it <laughs> pain 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 <laughs> oh you warned me about this this year yeah but but it's it's been to me it, I always look at 
the these as opportunities to learn more about self. Mm-hmm. You know, learn more about you. And one of the things that I recently talked about in my podcast is that like the journey is all about you and it's your journey in life. Your purpose in life is to understand you. Yeah. And in understanding you that, you know, that's where you can impact the universe the most. And uh, with it being the eclipse season and Mars and retrograde and everything, it's really made me like really learn. And not only that is you talk about cycles and how, you know, we move in cycles and how, so each, each point is an opportunity to learn about yourself. Yeah. So where I am in this journey with the eclipses is not going to be the same as where you are. Correct. Or where somebody else is. Correct. Even somebody that may be like the same age around the same time, because it all depends on what we've done with ourselves and what we've learned and what we've like used to move forward. Mm-hmm. And everything for me, like everything I've learned along the way, all the tools that I've gathered and all like the healing I've done really has helped me go through a few things that have happened this week a lot more easily and then also be able to understand things a lot more like when my back goes out and just be like you know what I surrender yeah that surrender piece is a big part of it especially right now yeah yeah I mean and this is what we call the work right this is what the work of our lives is to you know become more self-aware and heal in particular with especially where you're at with your own healing journey and your you know Chiron cycle and all that so it's really important and then you do the things and and incorporate the tools and the processes and then you can impart that knowledge onto other people which is a big part of your purpose I think oh yeah kind of the power and being able to share and you know having the courage to even share what you've been doing and and all these experiences it's it's important and with eclipses in your first house, like for you, the one on Tuesday was in your first, it's how you're showing up in the world and releasing more things that are blocking you or preventing you from showing up as your true self. So it's funny you said it because like one of the things that came up for me, like Monday into Tuesday is about hiding. Mm, the hiding again, huh? Hiding again. Um, but because I've dealt with it before, I was able to kind of look at it differently. Mm-hmm. But um, somebody that I started talking to asked me about seeing my podcast, listening hmm. to my podcast. And I was like, huh. <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm very vulnerable on my podcast. You are. And, and, uh, and, you know, I was talking to another friend of mine. I was telling them, like, well, don't you think people listen? And I'm like, yeah, but I just, I never think that, like, necessarily people that know me listen <laughs> and it's like it's funny because I could be so open and vulnerable to like an audience but like not necessarily like people that know me and she's like you don't think your parents listen I'm like oh they watch every they read everything I post and they watch anything that's on like Facebook but to go to a podcast and listen to it I don't know if my mom knows how to go on a podcast to listen to it <laughs> mm. And it's not that I would hide it from them at all, but it was just like, you know, when somebody that you just start talking to that you're just starting to know asked you and your whole life is out there for them to see, it's like, 
huh. Mm-hmm. And it brought up and then the whole thing where, especially I had just done the, the recent one with light language, mm-hmm. which now I, I love that one. Um, they told me to call it just love language. Oh, okay. Ooh, I like that. Um, I was like, I haven't told this person, like I channel this stuff. <laughs> so it was, it was very interesting and I just kind of had to work through it. And then, um, and then I was open and honest about like what my hesitation was to the person as well, mm-hmm. which is another huge step in all the work and healing that I've done. Yeah. And to go back to the comments about Scorpio, since that's your rising sign in your first house, a really high expression and positive in positive light Scorpio energy is transformation and transmutation and that personal alchemy that was all part of that process so your responsibility with your chart in having a Scorpio rising is to embody that Scorpio energy and look what happened Mm -hmm. it's beautiful yeah yeah and then really like feel those emotions too like a lot of the bad rap that Scorpio gets is a lot of times people don't really feel those deep 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 emotions and that just gets like stuck and then that's where the intensity is because they're not emoting yeah and and so not only that but like the gemini aspect of the chart too because gemini Mm -hmm. also like don't they look people think they're superficial but gemini's actually go into the darkness a lot Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't understand it at their own darkness and they see it as others or they mm-hmm. see it others and it's with them. Uh, but I've always been somebody that's kind of not shying away for it. Didn't always understand it. We've talked about it before because also it sits in my eighth house. Right, exactly. Uh, but like, I, like one of the things people tell me all the time, I'm like, well, you love to go in the darkness. And I am like, yeah, because that's where I'm going to see the most light. Mm-hmm. And um, so that has helped me a lot. And so then when the hit, eclipse hit on Tuesday, I was in bed most of the day, bawling my freaking eyes out. Mm. And it was a lot of like grief that I was just releasing. Mm -hmm. And I can allow myself to do that. Yeah, that's important. (laughs) And not like beat yourself up about it. Like, oh my God, this is, it's, it makes a big, big difference. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally agree with you. So have you been surrendering to the chaos? I've been doing my best. (laughs) Doing my best. So for me, the one on Tuesday was in my seventh house, which is close friends, intimate partnerships, relationships, kind of like where we draw people in as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, right prior to the one on Tuesday, like I said, this is all kind of started well before the actual eclipses started happening. Uh, one of our team members that was with us since the beginning of Sea Goddess decided to leave. So that was really bittersweet and sad, but totally understandable because she had actually moved um, in the fall of last year. So just like something getting eclipsed out and, and ending in that space, which is hard when you have like, you know, somebody you're friends with, but also partners with on the team. I'm still just like processing that. And then we had, um, we've been having some typical mercury retrograde fashion car trouble that's resurfacing from some work we had done during the last retrograde from in September pretty much like all of September so that's been really frustrating because now we're kind of like under a deadline because we have to pass inspection 
so that's just back and forth back and forth trying to like balance out you know how much how much is too much to spend in an older car you know it's just like my finances are tied in now because the mars retrograde is happening in my second house and that's personal resources and including money and then even before so after that happened the news that we got from the team member we woke up monday morning to the rear windshield of our car being bashed in it was just parked on the street and we went out in the morning matt went to go to work and the car was the windshield was bashed in so it's like destruction to personal property mars retrograde in the second house like it doesn't get more literal than that so <laughs> when we had a flat tire the, the friday before that so it's just like all this stuff is happening it's just like okay well we got to get it fixed because we've got one car and it's just you know I, it's a lot after everything that happened with the leaks in the house and then <laughs> coming into more personal property things happening i mean mars went into gemini in august so it's been there for a while already and then just some other things like the the one coming up next week will be in my first so it'll be in your seventh so that'll be flipped and I've had just like some interruptions in my personal cycles and it's just like, it's just total chaos. It's total chaos. And like, I'm displaced right now. I'm at my recording. This will be at my parents' house because the car's in the shop across the street. So it's just like rolling with the punches and just, okay, what's next? Surrender, deal with it. <laughs> hope, hope for some peace on the other side. That's kind of where I'm at with a lot of things right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's funny because like coming up for me, I had I had a, a date scheduled on the first eclipse that had to ha, had to be canceled and mm. rescheduled. Then we had this originally set up on Friday. Yeah. It had to be canceled and rescheduled. And mm -hmm. then Saturday morning I was supposed to meet up with somebody and they canceled and we had to reschedule. So Saturdays got rescheduled to Sunday. You got rescheduled to today monday mm -hmm. or tuesday what day is it tuesday tuesday and the original date i had on the first eclipse and i didn't realize this but we rescheduled it for next eclipse really so yeah. next tuesday next tuesday <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the, a lot of what's happening has like echoes of mercury retrogrades because it's happening in a mercury ruled sign so right now mars and mercury are actually what's called a mutual reception they're in each other's signs Mm -hmm. So we've got Mars and Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury, and we have Mercury and Scorpio, which is ruled by Mars. So there's like an interesting communication influence of the planets energetically that's happening with the way that this is all starting and playing out with like, like I said, the cell interruption, rescheduling. Mm -hmm. That's like total Mercury retrograde kind of stuff. Car car problems, like it's just, it's typical. Yeah. And then when Mars went into retrograde on Sunday, so it went out to lunch and then like I had a something happened Saturday Saturday night and and I was like stuff kind of resurfaced that kind of also like triggered something from like within me from the past and and so in case people forget about where I came from and how, when I started talking about this I was a pretty close off person um you know I would take my emotions with me pack them inside and go hide I mean mm -hmm. that is pretty much my mo um with it like uh every even when I was a kid you know something happened um I didn't open up to anybody I just kind of took them packed them in there I would sit with them but I would never let them go but I 
at the same time, it wasn't like I brought it in where, you know, it was like, oh, this is this. It was just, it was just shoved in a compartment in me and that was it. Mm. Um, so over the last year, it's been unpacking this and letting this out and mm-hmm. seeing how we, so I, on Sunday, I was like, okay, um, after I got back home, I was like, I just need to be with me. That's it. No TV, um, no music, no nothing. I just need like silence. And I just was like, I'm turning off my phone. If anybody's looking for me, like my phone is off silent, like not even, and just went in myself and like went through and allowed all these different emotions to come up. And it was like this roller coaster ride, right? So you're like, you're one minute, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. And then it's like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And it's just like, boo, boo, boo. And then come out of this on this whole other side yesterday, after I went through this, I sat down and I talked, I talked about it. And I talked mm. about everything and I was like, oh my God, that feels so much better. <laughs> yeah. But That's I that release. Like that time by myself to like process it and allow it to come up instead of to sit there and, and have a conversation because I also needed to figure out like where I, where I am before I could say where I want to be because I didn't really know. Yeah. And, and would you say that that's shadow work? Would you call that shadow work? Um, I don't know if I would actually call, I mean, some people would call it shadow work. To me, it's more of like an, it was more of inner work. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, like if it was, if it was shadow work for me, like when I, when this happened before, when I've dealt with this before, and um, I didn't really fully do what I did. And I kind of still let um, parts of me that weren't healed come into play and my ego come into play. To me, that's more still doing with the shadow work mm-hmm. because there's still that underlining um, negativity or old patterns that are still kind of holding you back. Yeah. And so to me, like more of what I did was more of inner work where it was more imbalanced, Mm. Um, more like uh, a unity and oneness. Like, so you can kind of go into the shadows and then go back into the, to the light and just kind of, it was more of an ebb and flow than that. And Mm. so I would, I wouldn't call, me personally, I wouldn't call it shadow work. I see what you're saying own personal there's a distinction that that's more like it feels like soul searching to an extent or something like that yeah yeah and this is a very beautiful example val of south node going through your first house and the eclipses in your first house because the first set eclipses in the spring were also in your first and seventh so this whole year we've had full-on tours in scorpio like it hasn't drifted yet sometimes they drift so April 30th, May 15th, or May 16th, we had solar in Taurus and lunar in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And then this time it's solar in Scorpio and lunar in Taurus. So the feel of them is different, but having that release of all that emotion, 
and because it because the sun's going through your first house now because it's scorpio season yeah. so just having that kind of bring you back to center and like you said that ebb and flow it was scorpio is a water sign mm-hmm. so you know it's just a really interesting and beautiful example of working with this energy yeah and everything that came up yeah and you know understanding it which you have helped me so much and understanding not only my chart but like astrology in general and um getting more involved like it is a huge tool in your life mm-hmm. it really has and and like understanding those parts of you uh I was telling somebody about the first time I actually been talking about it a lot the first time you ever like read my chart and things that you said, and I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And I'm like, okay, so now let me understand this a little bit more. Um, but some people don't find astrology very easy to understand. Well, you did a deep dive and you did really well with it on your own. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's why I feel like talking about things that are happening and correlating it to the eclipses and the Mars retrograde and all that, just like and what I do on my own podcast is just like explaining the lived experience and how these things can happen and, and occur and what they show us and the lessons and the planetary placements and everything that you have kind of just like set up natally. It's really, it's fascinating to me. It really is. Yeah. And it, you know, helps me to understand other people of my life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we sat there, um, talked about with my sister we had done like one of my nephew's charts and I was like oh my god this makes so much sense and my sister was like I don't understand this at all yeah I remember (laughs) she still says this to me she goes you talk about it all the time and I still don't understand and I'm like yeah but um just like looking at like all my the personalities in there and and how it relates to people in their actual chart and you can you can go so deep because we only touched about our uh, sun and rising signs a lot today yeah and our mars placement a little bit we didn't even touch on the moon no we did not (laughs) this one isn't really hitting well the eclipses aren't hitting my moon but the mars retrograde is squaring my moon and your moon is in it's 20 degrees of virgo virgo so mars stations at like 25 degrees of gemini and that's and i have my moon and jupiter together so moon's at 20 and jupiter's at like 25 so this mars mars has just been pulsing at 25 degrees of gemini for a while now and that's been a, a pretty intense square for me what is what i'm intrigued by the virgo moon yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a good example. When I first had, when I had my first reading, my first astrology reading, um, I was very much only aware of like sun sign astrology and that kind of thing. And I had a, it was like a four part session that I did. I did what was called an eclipse journey because everything with astrology started coming in for me when the eclipses were happening in uh, Aquarius and Leo in 2017. So 
I went back in time and looked at eclipses over the course of like the last five to 10 years in my life and saw how like when they were happening on my natal planets and that kind of thing, all these different things started coming in and changing and getting me on, you know, correct path in my own life, which is how they work as well. And I, I made this like table, you know, with dates and timelines and stuff. And I sent it to the astrologer that did my reading and he was like, Hal Virgo of you. And I'm like, but I'm a Libra. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> So having a very subconscious need for order and organization is a big part of that, um, my my moon placement. So imagine how I handle chaos and how how many tools I've had to employ in my own life in the last few years to learn how to surrender. Big, and, and big work. So you deal with your emotions in a very Virgo way? I was very much like you. Okay. Um, I just kept everything to myself. I was very private. I held things in because um, my my descendant, like the seventh house, is also your descendant, kind of like where you're where you come from into this lifetime is Scorpio. So I have I actually have a lot of planets. So I have three three planets on my descent. So I have four placements in Scorpio. So I have a lot of Scorpio energy too. It's just not you know sun or moon or anything like that. So I did the same thing. I just buried everything. So for me, like, so my moon's in an earth sign, emoting in a practical way, I guess, is the best way I can say that I do it. So I just unpack things. I ground a lot. That helps me express my emotions. And doing things like journaling and organizing them in a certain way, like there's an order to it that's like important for me in the way that I express. Talking things out now is re really helpful for me like vocalizing it helps me get things out and um just making sure that i'm not holding things in like i used to is really important similar process to what you described mm -hmm. yeah yeah my moon is in cancer right yeah 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 you don't have anything this eclipse season or with the mars retrograde making anything hard hard aspects to it but You've had your own eclipse season when they were like 2020, when they were in Cancer and Capricorn. I'm good. Like, I don't need, I don't need <laughs> to be dealing with that right now. Yeah, that would be extra on top. Like, of uh, it's already kind of extra. Um, I don't need any extra on that. No. <laughs> so, yeah, like, and just to go back to takeaways from what we've been talking about, like, it's just helpful to know where this is happening in your chart. It's helpful to know where the what house like like with the I taught you I taught you whole sign. Do you still use whole sign? Oh yeah, absolutely. So with whole sign yeah, houses, it does not like my mind can't comprehend it. Yeah, like somebody pulled up their chart on um, what's that other one? What's the there's cafe astrology? There's yes, that one. Yeah. And they had I'm like no 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 I can't I can't I, we got to do it this way. And they're like what? And like there's many different ways, but my my mind doesn't see it that way and it doesn't make sense. But when I can look at it, whole signs, um, it just, it makes sense. And, you know, I do it differently than you do it. And you kind of do it sort of like with your astrology knowledge and your intuitive knowledge and to me, it's a little, cause I don't have that whole astrology knowledge. I've gained some along the way, but it's very intuitively where I look like I see it and I see things. It's kind of like reading cards with me. Mm -hmm. like I see the cards and then like all the like information comes to me 
Yeah. That's that's how. So and but it can only happen in whole houses because if I try to do it somewhere else, uh uh-uh. uh. The other house systems can be confusing. I find that as well. Yeah, it like scrambles my brain. Yeah. So in in a whole sign perspective, this will only be happening in one house of your chart. The Mars retrograde, the eclipses. So it, it kind of narrows it down and makes it easier to work with. But for anybody listening, in order to make sense of what's happening or, you know, work with it better or just kind of like recognize where things are coming up and the themes, it's helpful to know what houses the eclipses are and then the Mars retrograde as well. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you've kind of taught me is kind of looking at the degrees. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't until like recently that they started to kind of like click. So I don't know what the different ones mean, but like when I look at it, I'm like, okay, so this is kind of here. So it's kind of, so it kind of like helps me to understand their energy a little bit more because depending on where they are in your house also kind of have effect on it. Absolutely. And yeah. there's, there's many, many studies, books, many things about the degrees, just, you know, there's a whole thing called the decans, which divides the houses up into, or the, and the signs up into three. And each one needs a certain thing. And it's really, really, really in-depth and interesting. Yeah. And I highly recommend to anybody that has that is listening, if you have never had your natal chart read, to absolutely do it. And Ursula is an amazing person to work with. And if you have read it, have it read, and you haven't had it read in a while, and it didn't really make sense, maybe it's a great time to start revisiting. And I like to do my solar return. I'd done the last two with you. Mm-hmm. Last year was like, when we did last year, it was like so on point on a lot of things. I think there was like, kind of like something that was kind of still lingering over that didn't really come in. But um, so far this year, what you've told me, it's been pretty spot on about everything that's kind of been going on. And, and it, and it helps me too. So when these things come up, like my back going out, because one of the things you talked about is how it was going to be in my physical body this year. It's not like, oh my God, this is happening again. Or like, I'm like, okay, there's a reason why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And so it, it ha- it helps me to even navigate through the year. Yeah. I love working with solar returns. There's a lot like personally for every individual that shifts and that, you know, personal year marker, mm-hmm. which is really, really, really fun to work with. Yeah. I it's... work with them myself. I, ever since I've started, it's just been, okay, so this is the tone of my year. How do I ease into this, work with this? You can already kind of feel it starting right before your birthday. I can at least. I don't really look at the chart until my birthday, but the energy shifts, you can feel it. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. You can yeah. definitely feel it and you can change you like you feel a change and it's like mm-hmm. it, to me it's like okay what's my blueprint for this year yeah how can I like how how can I show up and navigate through this blueprint when it happens and it you know shows up for me and and uh it makes it a lot easier to get through and a lot easier to to know what you're working with and like how you can help it like if you know that the Mars retrograde is happening in your certain house and everything. Okay. And you know, the different, like, how can I better work with Mars to help me through this? Yeah. 
And I did write, um, I'll send you the link for it if you want to include it in the show notes. I did write a good piece on it with the degrees as well. I wrote about the Pleiadian symbols and the Chandra symbols and all that for the Mars retrograde, which is a really cool insight into some of the energy that's we've already started seeing and how it's going to kind of carry forward for the next couple of months. Yeah, I'll definitely add that into the show notes because that stuff, that is really important along with any information for anybody to contact you to set up their, their reading, because that's really interesting Mm -hmm. uh, to like get into and and help out. And just like anything that you do and things that I do, it isn't, it isn't to tell you how something is going to be like when, whether I'm doing a healing or whether I'm doing intuitive guidance, or we go into your Akashic records, these are all parts of you, your natal chart, to learn about you and give you tools to help you navigate and understand yourself. Yeah. And how you're going to show up in this world. Absolutely. And it's really about empowering you. Yeah. And that self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, astrology has empowered you. It has now become what you do. Mm-hmm. And even with uh, your aromatherapy, did I say that right? You did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And how it's all connected and how they, you know, it's a big part of it. It is. And any other final words that we have to uh, end on here? I don't think so. Just stay grounded. That's That's been helping me tremendously. Mm-hmm. and just sink into you know your intuition it's a really great time Scorpio season in particular you know just like what are you feeling what's your gut telling you I think it's really important during this time too I think people forget how intuitive Scorpios really are yeah yeah mm-hmm. I feel like we should pull a card because we always pull cards at the end of any of our sessions go for it I don't have any of my decks with me unfortunately <laughs> Well, I understood that. I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to pull. Um, I was like, oh, I can use like the the uh, gate light activation gateway. And then I'm like, oh, that's a Rebecca Campbell. And then the dragon deck is kind of like screaming at me. So I think we're going to go with the dragons because I've been seeing awesome. um, I've been seeing white, a white dragon and a two headed white dragon mm. a lot around me lately. Dragons relate very much to eclipses and eclipse season as well. Yes. So perfect pick and perfect time to see them. And um, and the white dragons, do you know what the white dragons mean? No. Are you using Diana Cooper's deck? Yeah. And I just got these back last time I went home because my sister has been holding on to my decks. She's got a couple more. So like every time I go back east, like what what else can I put my suitcase and carry back mm-hmm. nice <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be writing a piece about dragons too that should be coming out this week oh awesome yeah us and the team it'll be our next blog post oh perfect we got the water dragon oh nice <laughs> Scorpio being the water sign that it is yeah. mm-hmm. uh helps you flow easily around obstacles Mm. crystal light and love are flowing develop your psychic abilities and go with the flow 
Perfect. <laughs> what did I just say? People don't realize the sign is. <laughs> Period. End of sentence. <laughs> yeah. And that's really what we've been talking about. Like uh, you surrendering to the chaos is going with the flow. Mm-hmm. And me surrendering to the stillness to allow me to go through that is also going with the flow. Yeah. And the emotions. Yeah. And going with the flow doesn't mean always constantly have to move. It's just, it's about whatever is given to you. Just go with it. Yep. Whether it's stillness, whether it's movement, whether it's chaos, whether it's peace, going with it instead of trying to resist it. Cause you know, when you resist something, it persists. So yep. go with it. I like that. Just go with it. Well, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate your time and your wisdom and knowledge in this subject. It's always great to talk to you about astrology. Thanks, Val. You're welcome.